Section eight of the Mabinogion, Volume One, translated by Lady Charlotte Guest. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Giessen. Section eight. And the first night, Peredir came to Caerleon to arthur's court and as he walked in the city after his repast behold there met him angharad lau eirauk by my faith sister said peredir thou art a beauteous and lovely maiden and were it pleasing to thee i could love thee above all women i pledge my faith said she that i do not love thee nor will i ever do so i also pledge my faith said peredir that i will never speak a word to any christian again until thou come to love me above all men the next day peredir went forth by the high road along a mountain ridge and he saw a valley of a circular form the confines of which were rocky and wooded and the flat part of the valley was in meadows and there were fields betwixt the meadows and the wood and in the bosom of the wood he saw large black houses of uncouth workmanship and he dismounted and led his horse towards the wood and a little way within the wood he saw a rocky ledge along which the road lay and upon the ledge was a lion bound by a chain and sleeping and beneath the lion he saw a deep pit of immense size full of the bones of men and animals and peredir drew his sword and struck the lion so that he fell into the mouth of the pit and hung there by the chain and with a second blow he struck the chain and broke it and the lion fell into the pit and peredir led his horse over the rocky ledge until he came into the valley and in the centre of the valley he saw a fair castle and he went towards it and in the meadow by the castle he beheld a huge grey man sitting who was larger than any man he had ever before seen and two young pages were shooting the hilts of their daggers of the bone of the sea-horse and one of the pages had red hair and the other auburn and they went before him to the place where the grey man was and peredir saluted him and the grey man said disgrace to the beard of my porter then peredir understood that the porter was the lion and the grey man and the pages went together into the castle and peredir accompanied them and he found it a fair and noble place and they proceeded to the hall 
and the tables were already laid and upon them was abundance of food and liquor and thereupon he saw an aged woman and a young woman come from the chamber and they were the most stately women he had ever seen then they washed and went to meet and the grey man sat in the upper seat at the head of the table and the aged woman next to him and peredir and the maiden were placed together and the two young pages served them and the maiden gazed sorrowfully upon peredir and peredir asked the maiden wherefore she was sad for thee my soul for from when i first beheld thee i have loved thee above all men and it pains me to know that so gentle a youth as thou should have such a doom as awaits thee to-morrow sawest thou the numerous black houses in the bosom of the wood all these belong to the vassals of the grey man yonder who is my father and they are all giants and to-morrow they will rise up against thee and will slay thee and the round valley is this valley called listen fair maiden wilt thou contrive that my horse and arms be in the same lodging with me to-night gladly will i cause it so to be by heaven if i can and when it was time for them to sleep rather than to carouse they went to rest and the maiden caused peredir's horse and arms to be in the same lodging with him and the next morning peredir heard a great tumult of men and horses around the castle and peredir arose and armed himself and his horse and went to the meadow then the aged woman and the maiden came to the grey man lord said they take the word of the youth that he will never disclose what he has seen in this place and we will be his sureties that he keep it i will not do so by my faith said the grey man so peredir fought with the host and towards evening he had slain the one-third of them without receiving any hurt himself then said the aged woman behold many of thy host have been slain by the youth do thou therefore grant him mercy i will not grant it by my faith said he and the aged woman and the fair maiden were upon the battlements of the castle looking forth and at that juncture peredir encountered the yellow-haired youth and slew him lord said the maiden grant the young man mercy that i will not do by heaven he replied and thereupon peredir attacked the auburn-haired youth and slew him likewise 
it were better thou hast accorded mercy to the youth before he had slain thy two sons for now scarcely wilt thou thyself escape from him go maiden and beseech the youth to grant mercy unto us for we yield ourselves into his hands so the maiden came to the place where peredir was and besought mercy for her father and for all such of his vassals as had escaped alive thou shalt have it on condition that thy father and all that are under him go and render homage to arthur and tell him that it was his vassal peredir that did him this service this will we do willingly by heaven and you shall also receive baptism and i will send to arthur and beseech him to bestow this valley upon thee and upon thy heirs after thee for ever then they went in and the grey man and the tall woman saluted peredir and the grey man said unto him since i have possessed this valley i have not seen any christian depart with his life save thyself and we will go to do homage to arthur and to embrace the faith and be baptized then said peredir to heaven i render thanks that i have not broken my vow to the lady that best i love which was that i would not speak one word unto any christian that night they tarried there and the next day in the morning the grey man with his company set forth to arthur's court and they did homage unto arthur and he caused them to be baptized and the grey man told arthur that it was peredir that had vanquished them and arthur gave the valley to the grey man and his company to hold it of him as peredir had besought and with arthur's permission the grey man went back to the round valley peredir rode forward next day and he traversed a vast tract of desert in which no dwellings were and at length he came to a habitation mean and small and there he heard that there was a serpent that lay upon a gold ring and suffered none to inhabit the country for seven miles around and peredir came to the place where he heard the serpent was and angrily furiously and desperately fought he with the serpent and at the last he killed it and took away the ring and thus he was for a long time without speaking a word to any christian and therefrom he lost his colour and his aspect through extreme longing after the court of arthur and the society of the lady whom best he loved and of his companions 
then he proceeded forward to arthur's court and on the road there met him arthur's household going on a particular errand with kai at their head and peredir knew them all but none of the household recognized him whence comest thou chieftain said kai and this he asked him twice and three times and he answered him not and kai thrust him through the thigh with his lance and lest he should be compelled to speak and to break his vow he went on without stopping then said gwalchmai i declare to heaven kai that thou hast acted ill in committing such an outrage on a youth like this who cannot speak and gwalchmai returned back to arthur's court lady said he to gwenhwyfar seest thou how wicked an outrage kai has committed upon this youth who cannot speak for heaven's sake and for mine cause him to have medical care before i come back and i will repay thee the charge and before the men returned from their errand a knight came to the meadow beside arthur's palace to dare some one to the encounter and his challenge was accepted and peredir fought with him and overthrew him and for a week he overthrew one night every day and one day arthur and his household were going to church and they beheld a knight who had raised the signal for combat verily said arthur by the valour of men i will not go hence until i have my horse and my arms to overthrow yonder boor then went the attendants to fetch arthur's horse and arms and peredir met the attendants as they were going back and he took the horse and arms from them and proceeded to the meadow and all those who saw him arise and go to do battle with the knight went upon the tops of the houses and the mounds and the high places to behold the combat and peredir beckoned with his hand to the knight to commence the fight and the knight thrust at him but he was not thereby moved from where he stood and peredir spurred his horse and ran at him wrathfully furiously fiercely desperately and with mighty rage and he gave him a thrust deadly wounding severe furious adroit and strong under his jaw and raised him out of his saddle and cast him a long way from him and peredir went back and left the horse and the arms with the attendant as before and he went on foot to the palace then peredir went by the name of the dumb youth and behold angharad lau met him 
i declare to heaven chieftain said she woeful is it that thou canst not speak for couldst thou speak i would love thee best of all men and by my faith although thou canst not i do love thee above all heaven reward thee my sister said peredir by my faith i also do love thee thereupon it was known that he was peredir and then he held fellowship with gwalchmai and owain the son of irien and all the household and he remained in arthur's court End of section eight. Recording by Martin Giessen in Hazelmere, Surrey.